When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome into the Five on the Floor podcast on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Before we get to today's episode, I want to tell you about a great sponsor of the network and of this podcast, and that is AutoNation. You're familiar with AutoNation. If you're looking to buy or sell a vehicle, AutoNation is where you want to go. They're the largest auto retailer from coast to coast. And of course, they have locations all over South Florida. Their friendly and knowledgeable staff here in South Florida will help you save big on a huge selection of new cars, trucks, and SUVs. Toyota, Honda, Chevrolet, Mercedes-Benz, and much, much more. And if you're looking to buy pre-owned, shop AutoNation's huge selection of one-price pre-owned vehicles. They're all clearly marked with one price, their lowest price guaranteed. Or if you want to get rid of that old car, turn it into cash today, get a top dollar offer, and a check the very same day. They'll buy your car with no purchase necessary. Is your check engine light on? Right now, get the services you need at low AutoNation prices, oil changes, tires, batteries, and more. All for less, call or visit autonation.com to schedule your appointment today. And one more thing, if you're in the market for a new car, DM me at 5 Reason Sports on Twitter. That's at the number 5 Reason Sports on Twitter, and I'll give an AutoNation senior manager your info so they can reach out to you directly and walk you through the buying process. That's AutoNation, autonation.com. And now, on to today's episode. Welcome to 5 on the Floor a Miami Heat and NBA podcast from Ethan Skolnick with Alvon Sydney, a.k.a. ALF954. Brought to you by the 5 Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back here with Alphonse Sydney. You can find him at ALF954 on Twitter. We've got a bunch of episodes coming up this week. We're going to continue to go through the offseason, the offseason is not really totally over yet, even though Kyle Korver just signed with Milwaukee. He was kind of the last big free agent out there. But there is kind of one bit of outstanding business that Alf and I want to cover today, and we're going to cover it all week. We're going to talk to Clay Ferraro from WPLG Channel 10. We're also going to talk to Candace Buckner, who covers the Washington Wizards, has done so uh, really well for a long time and knows the Bradley Beal, John Wall situation as well as anybody but today, Alf and I are just going to focus on Bradley Beal, and we're going to keep this very narrow, okay? I put this out there yesterday, Alf. I called Bradley Beal a superstar, and I got a lot of pushback. And my reasoning for calling him a superstar is that he was 25-5-5 and last year. Okay, That's point, a superstar. <laughs> points, rebounds, and assists. Dwayne Wade only did it twice in his career. He did it with high efficiency, Beal did last season. And yes, the team was terrible, but one of the arguments that came back to me was, well, they didn't even make the playoffs. A team with LeBron James didn't make the playoffs either. Um, and actually finished with a worse record. And uh, Bradley Beal's team was worse than LeBron James' team. 
Well, right. Okay, so that's where I want to go with you. Is Bradley Beal, before we get into what the Heat should do to get him, we have to define whether or not he fits this classification. Is he a superstar? I would say Bradley Beal is a budding superstar. And I, I'm couching it in a, you know, I'm in, in my own little way, but it's, he's on the verge. And to me, those are the guys that you want to go for. The guys who are on the verge of that superstardom, um, on the verge of becoming a, a superstar. And that's where he is right now because he finally got the chance to be the guy last year. And like you said, 25.6 points per game, Five rebounds a game, five and a half assists, one and a half steals, almost a block a game, uh, played almost 37 minutes a game. Like the guy took over when John Wall went out, played the most minutes in the league last year, played a full 82 games, and that's two seasons in a row he's done it. And he's he was just a monster. And in today's NBA, he can he's he's not, you know, he's not the the greatest shot creator. He's not the greatest playmaker, but he can make plays. He can get to the rim and he can shoot threes at a high percentage. He is the mold for the modern day superstar. And the other way I look at it here, Alf is all right, let's look at this position, right? So you have James Harden, who is a superstar. Who's the next superstar two guard in the NBA? Clay. Okay. Uh, Who's the third option on his team, right? Or was, Right. I mean, I'm not saying it's it's not because he's not great, but there's a lot of pressure that's relieved when you're the third option on a team like Clay, Clay went through some stretches last season where he was not very good. You remember the beginning of the year? He was shooting in the low 30s from three, but it didn't matter because they had Durant and Curry like so Clay could figure it out on his own time, get into his own rhythm and get back to being the player that he was. You could go through a playoff series with Clay not not contributing for two or three games, but everybody would remember him dropping 44 on the road to stave off elimination. It's different than when you're the man, when you're the guy, when you have to do it every night. Is Bradley Beal better than Clay Thompson? I don't know. But I, think, I, I do I know that Clay's better. never been in the position Bradley was in last year. I think he's better, and I know people will probably argue with me. What I what I see with uh Bradley, Bradley can play defense, right? And that's another thing. Uh, these guys, these one-dimensional stars that can only play on one side of the court. Bill can play defense. He's six foot five. He's not a huge shooting guard, but he's a he's a decent sized shooting guard. He can play defense. He's not as good a uh, defender as Clay is, but he can play defense. And on the other end of the court, he has way more of a handle than Clay does. Yeah. <laughs> one of the things that Clay gets away with, Clay can't can barely yeah. create his own shot. Well, he also he also can't finish off. That you know what they call him in on San Francisco, Oakland. They call him clayups because he's he's so awkward. But he's tries, I, tries to finish. But Bradley, because because of what you were saying earlier, because of who Clay plays with, he has a luxury of sitting out there and just and catch and shoot threes all day long. Um, and I like Clay Thompson. I don't want this to come off as I'm bashing Clay. I just think Bradley Bill has more tools in his toolbox necessarily than clay does what clay does he does at an all-time efficiency he does it at an all-time clip shooting threes and playing really good defense uh, beal is not there in either one threes or defense but beal does a lot more things than clay does yeah and I, I don't know about that he's not there with the threes i know the percentage wasn't there last year but again you got to look at volume like uh, it's and, and, and vo- the second best player on his team last year was tomas sadaransky i mean also I mean, 
he he shot 35% last year, but he's 38.4% for his career. And you're right. He's shot over 40% from three, three times in his career. So last season, it's last season is almost an anomaly when it comes to, when it comes to his three point percentage, but it was an anomaly that was caused by the circumstances that he was in. Right. So he had if to shoot a ton of them, he had to shoot a ton of them. He didn't have, and, and look, one of the things we're going to get into with Candace this week, cause I think it matters is his relationship with John wall and really what that is. But let's, I mean, John Wall's better than Thomas Sadoransky. I mean, not Sadoransky ended up getting a decent contract this year with Chicago. He's turned into a pretty good NBA player, but he's not, it's, he's not wall. He doesn't put the pressure on the defense that wall does and not having wall and being the only option on that team. Look at the rest of that roster. Like people were trying to say that, you know, kill him for not making the playoffs in the East. Okay. Um, you know, Kemba didn't make the playoffs in the East. Right. I mean, <laughs> and, and Kemba just got a max. We didn't make the playoffs in the East last year. Right. Well, right. I mean, right. So, so, but you know, and everybody's like, you know, well, if LeBron had been in the East, he would have made the playoffs. No, actually, probably not. I don't think it would have mattered based on how many guys were out there and him missing time also. I, he had nothing on – Bradley Beal had nothing on that team last year. And to have a 25-5-5 season, Dwayne almost did it a third and fourth time, but he only did it twice. And this is his – you know, look, this is the we- weakest position in the NBA. And it has been forever. Like, it gets obscured by the fact that – Michael Jordan was Michael Jordan. But when you go through the list, okay, of all-time NBA players, it's difficult to narrow the list of centers down to 10. It's difficult to narrow the list of power forwards down to 10. It's really difficult to narrow the point guards down to 20, right, or even the small forwards. But the the two-guard position historically – you know, has not has often been a guy you've had to plug in next to your point guard, okay? And even, you know, we talk about Dwayne being third all time. There's not a ton of competition for that spot if you put Jerry Clyde West. Drexler, Jerry West. That's about it. It's the same names, man. It's it, And, you know, basically being four and five, it, it's it's not historically been a great, great position. But I right mean, who was, who was the next best uh, shooting guard when uh, Jordan was in the, in the Drexler, game? Drexler and probably Drexler Reg- and, and Mitch Richmond. Reggie was third, and I don't think Reggie is as good as – I mean, Reggie's not as good as Harden is. Uh, Reggie was – you know, it was Reggie better than Clay Thompson? Different kind of player. Reggie didn't really defend. You know, Reggie didn't rebound. Reggie Reggie was not a great passer. Reggie was basically – you know, specialist. A, a specialist. Now, Mitch Richmond was a really good all-around two-guard. You've had some guys at that spot. But it's hard to find an elite guy at that position. And the Heat and, just had one. And now they and, have a chance to get another one. And I, 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 that's what, yeah, Bradley Beal, like right now, after James Harden is, I would say it's him, Clay, and Harden as the top three shooting guards in the league right now. Who's and even it, fourth? Who's even fourth? I, I would have to go, I'd actually have to look at the list. I can't even think of one off the top of my head. I mean, Oladipo, Oladipo maybe when he's healthy. Oladipo, but uh, is Oladipo more of a point guard? No. No, he's no, he's a two. He's a two. I, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking of the best teams in the East. I mean, for Philadelphia, Josh is going to play the two. Uh, for Boston, who's their two? Jalen Brown? Uh, for Milwaukee, they don't even have a traditional two. Yeah, for Milwaukee, who is it? I mean, last year it was – Middleton's playing mostly three, right? So who's the two there? It's – I mean, Brogdon was playing backup point. You got Bledsoe at the one. They, I mean, they've mixed and matched various guys. Toronto – uh, it was Danny Green last Danny year? Danny Green. Danny Green's one of the best two guards in the league right now. But he's a complimentary player. Like, yeah, I but mean, that's what I'm saying. But he's still, 
because there's not that many of them. There, there have not been that many of them. I mean, even for years, one of the best two guards in the league came off the bench was Manu Ginobili. It's just, it's, it's a position where it's very difficult to find. Lou Williams, and he comes off the bench too. So now, look at what, what, what when you talk about the Miami Heat, what Bradley Beal is is perfect for what they what they need. Mm-hmm. Like the one of the funniest things to me is I see people say, "Oh, I don't want to give up Tyler Hero for Bradley Beal." Listen, Tyler bit. Hero's absolute ceiling if everything goes right in his NBA career will be Bradley Beal. Mm-hmm. Maybe, right? So, why would you forego the the basically the fruition of who you think Tyler Hero will be uh just for the promise of Tyler Hero? Bradley Beal, if if Tyler Hero is ever as good as Bradley Beal, he'll be one of the greatest number 13 picks of all time. So, I don't even understand where people are coming from with that. Bradley Beal fits so perfectly next to Jimmy Butler. It's an absolute joke. He would be – that is the best guy they can look at right now to bring into this team if they can do it. Bradley Beal it fits so perfectly. Is, is, is He's the answer right now for what the Heat should be looking for. Well, what you're saying about, you know, Harrow's upside ultimately, you know, best case – best, best, best case scenario being Bradley Beal – is the same thing that a lot of, you know we a lot of us said about Josh Richardson and Jimmy Butler, that Josh Richardson's absolute Correct. best 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 upside would be Jimmy Butler, and then it's like okay if you don't know if he's going to get there, and I felt like the Heat gave it two months last year to see if he was going to get there, and they decided he wasn't, right, and that he was not going to be that guy. He doesn't have that kind of alpha personality, and so they moved on and got the real thing. All right, and so yeah, the, the Tyler Harrow argument to me is insanity. I don't know how Heat fans, and I don't want to characterize all of them the same, but most of them are in the same boat here. 70, 75% on Twitter at the very least of the most engaged active fans were against the draft pick. And then after a few summer league games against, you know, the Chinese. He's untouchable. Right. You, you can't trade the guy. It's, it, that's not how the Heat think. It's, it's, and I'm not saying Tyler Harrell can't have a long productive career with the Heat. Absolutely. What's his best case scenario? I don't think it's Bradley Beal. Maybe it's J.J. Redick. I'm not sure. But whatever it is, if you can get a tw- – like, we're not talking about – like, somebody – this was on Twitter today. Bradley Beal is younger than Buddy Heald. He's younger than Buddy Heald. Now, Wow, because you, you don't even think of it that way. Well, he had a little bit of a breakout last year, but Buddy Heald's been in the league what now? Is this, I mean, he's already been traded once. Three but, years? Right. Okay. And but Bradley Beal's already got all of his experience. So, I, this – we're parsing words about being a superstar or not. I understand that people say, okay, if you're going to keep that list very small and you're going to say a superstar is a guy who can lead your team to a title as the best player, right? Okay. So if you're going to make that argument, then probably Beal doesn't quite make it there yet. But then if you're going to make that argument, how many guys do LeBron? That that, that means there's four guys in the league. LeBron, Kawhi, Giannis, Giannis and Curry. That's it. Durant when he's healthy, and 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 if you're going to make that argument, you can't even make the argument for AD at this point since you can't they, make the argument for Harden because AD's only been out of the first round once that I know of, right? Uh, you can't make the argument for Harden, but I think most people would say he's a superstar. But those two there, um, Philadelphia, then you would say Embiid and Simmons are not there yet. Oladipo's not there yet. Uh, Butler's not there. 
De- none of the De- – Jokic is not there yet, right? Like, it's not at that point. Donovan Mitchell is not there yet. That's another name, by the way. He probably will elevate himself into that top five, at the very least, category of two guards this year. He better have a better year than he did last year. He was not great. No, you're right. Right now, he's looking super overrated. Yeah, no. Um, he, and I was, like Donovan Mitchell a lot. I feel like he's the closest cop to Dwayne Wade right now. Mm-hmm. Um, his first, That first year, but this past year, he wasn't – I mean – um, I mean, two years ago, but this past year, he was just not the same player. No, I think that having uh, Conley next to him is is going to really help him. But and and he probably gets into that group. But yeah, so if you're going to make a, a, a like a very narrow argument here, then you're talking about five guys. But then if you're going to make that argument, like how many guys have led actually led player teams to championships as the best player? I mean, there was a period of time where it was basically Kobe or Duncan or Shaq, and that was it. <laughs> okay. Well, wait. Or Wade, right? Or, or you know, ultimately then after that, Braun, right? So, you know, I, I, when when we're saying he's not a superstar to disparage it, you're, you're basically saying, okay, it's not worth going all out for this guy. But then I'm not going to get to 15 guys that I like in the league better than Bradley Beal. I'm not. And I'm not going to get to them, you know, 15 guys that are 26 or under, for sure. I mean, if, if you're looking at players 26 or under, that's a shorter list that he's on. So if you and I both agree that this is a player that you go get, okay, that, I mean, look, he's three, four years younger than Jimmy Butler. He's not the defender Jimmy Butler is. He's a better offensive player than Jimmy Butler is. But if you're going to make an argument that Beal is that kind of player, then we got to get to step two here. Because step two is what you give up and what you have to take. And so – I knew you were going – I knew you were going this direction. Okay, so <laughs> – sorry, so – Let's start with what you would have to give up, okay? There is a Bam Adebayo love fest right now. Um, He just had his camp. Uh, He seems to be coming like a face of the franchise a little bit. Udonis Haslam, I mean, I I don't know that most people have done that for their significant others. That was such a beautiful message, man. I mean, UD can write, man. I didn't know. I got got a little teared up. I need him on five reasons sports.com. Uh, you, you, I mean, you, and I bet you he did. I, I believe you, wrote that all himself. Cause it was very UD the way he expressed yeah. all that stuff. But it's just like, I would, that was, that came out of nowhere. If he wrote this gushing message about Bam out of bio that I've been waiting for the guy, you know, to take the reins here. And I, from where I'm sitting, you're the one. Okay. So like all of this Bam love is not just so they can trade him. Would you include Bam Adebayo in a package for Bradley Beal? No. Elaborate. Um, well, because oh, – okay, so if we're just talking about Bradley Beal straight up, what do you have to include for him? Um, if you have to include Bam, because if you include Bam, you also probably have to include Hero or Winslow. What happens is – and I know how you feel about it. You – you you trade for the star and you figure the figure the rest out later. Mm-hmm. I just feel like you strip your team of just it, it, you have no you have no supporting cast at that point. Um, because what to make it, even to make the contracts match, if you do Bam, let's say you have to do Bam and Hero, and then you're also probably gonna have to send Goron or you're gonna have to send Kelly or and then so you just you become a, a shell of a team and you really don't have anything to build around those guys. So basically, this year would be a waste. So maybe you could put something together, something around them in 2021. Um, but I just don't think it's going to be enough. 
Yeah, well, that would be the issue, right? So it's, it's you know, how much of the core are you gutting for this? Um, this is why I think they have to take John Wall back. I agree with you. And it, it, it makes me sick, but I agree with you. And you've come around on this because you were not for this before, but that, that's why I think you have to take John Wall back because what you have to, the way this has to be reframed is that John Wall ultimately with you is not going to be a negative asset. And right now the framing of him is negative asset. Okay. The framing of Russell Westbrook was negative asset, but they found a team with a more negative asset, okay, which was Chris Paul. And so that deal ends up getting made. But I think you have to look at it and say, in your system, with your training staff, uh, you will get John Wall, you know, physically right and motivated again, where maybe he's not at an all-star level again, but he can be your Tim Hardaway, that he can, he can come. And Tim got back to an all-star level, but in a different way. We've talked about that, but that he can get back to a high level again where he can be your point guard if you have two other stars playing with him. And so I think you need to reframe this and stop thinking. I'm not saying you specifically, but I'm saying the Heat or anybody else evaluating this and to look at it and say, okay, John, John Wall is not who he was. He's not the, you know, you don't think of him as the former number one overall pick anymore or a guy who was the best player on a team that, you know, almost made the conference finals a couple times, but you just have to think of him as a guy who at the very least can be an effective player when healthy in your system and he's not done because I don't think you can gut what you have right now. I think you have to try to clear out more of what you don't like right now and bring him back and say, okay, I'm going to get more out of John wall than I'm going to get out of James Johnson and maybe Kelly Olenek. Okay. Well, to yeah, to me, the whole thing is I don't even look at John wall as it's almost like John wall is just, icing on the cake, right? If he comes back and he's 75% of the player he was before, you have a really good um, starting or backup point guard, right? I look at it as you if you can do the deal, and I've always said, I've never been 100% against the deal. I've always said I would do it begrudgingly because that contract is really, really bad. And I've always- You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. We said there's four really bad contracts in the NBA. Westbrook, Chris Paul, um, Andrew Wiggins, and uh, John Wall. Now, we the Heat fans wanted Westbrook, and Heat fans, some Heat fans want uh, Chris Paul. That one I don't understand. That, that, at see, all. That. But at least John Wall comes with something. If he can bring Bradley Beal, I can eat that contract if I'm the Heat. Like, I can, I can weather that storm because for two years, you have a very young, very good Bradley Beal. You have Jimmy Butler in his prime. 
you you because of John Wall's contract, you should be able to keep most of your assets if if maybe you lose Tyler Hero or maybe you you lose Justice Winslow. But that still means you are putting together a strong, solid team around the Butler and Beal combination. And let's say John Wall comes back and he's halfway decent. That's icing on the cake, right? Uh, 80% John Wall. Could he not be Kyle Lowry for the the Toronto Raptors? Well, he could be. I mean, I think the difference between Kyle and John is that, you know, Kyle can shoot a little bit, which that's my concern about Wall is – it was my concern about Wall before this tripping down the stairs or whatever it was, okay, is that – Falling in the bathtub. Yeah, I mean, I mean my, my my concern before was that how he was going to age into his 30s when, you know, he never became a plus shooter. I mean, not even really an average shooter from range. I mean, it's not something he wants to do. Uh, so that would be – you know, Kyle Kyle could always shoot the ball a little bit. Um, now, he forgets sometimes in the playoffs, but but he, he could always shoot. And so that, that was part of the difference there. But I, I but do – I also don't see John Wall as like the the kamikaze Russell Westbrook, nothing but speed and athleticism. I, I, I feel like his game was a little bit more well-rounded. Well, he was a very, look, he was a much better in his his prime. uh, He was a, he was a plus defender. Uh, And so, and that's not something Westbrook has consistently been. He's had the athleticism to do it, but he hasn't been. Now, Chris Paul has been, but has not been the past couple of years. I, I, I think uh, you know, to me, the, the thing about Wall is, I, and, and I, I can see the Heat viewing it this way, is I, I keep coming back to Hardaway. I, I, Tim saw the game in a certain way, and I think John Wall has that same – he's a point guard. Tim was a point guard. You know, as much as I love Goron, he's not really a point guard. Like, he, he, he makes plays for himself. It's not because he's selfish. It's just the way – that he plays the way he needs to create space for himself with all the spins and the flips and all that. It's not, he's not in a position typically. It's why he's never been a plus assist guy. I mean, he's a, he's a minus assist guy for his position. He's never like been the guy to set other guys up. We've talked about, look, they needed Dwayne to throw lobs. Like, you know, that it's never been Goran's specialty. So, I mean, that's something John Wall does in his sleep. Like, he throw so I can see the Heat looking at John Wall and saying, you know, we can we can ha- have another Hardaway type situation here, and I think that's doable. And I don't really buy into this idea that everybody's just decided that John Wall doesn't want to play basketball anymore. Like, where did that come from? Like, I is that, and that's what I want to talk to Candace about. Like, I, he was a very competitive player for a long time, and now it's like, okay, so he's had some mishaps. It's like, okay, he's useless. Like, I, yeah. It's 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 like he can't be a human being, and he can't make mistakes. And listen, like I said, I, th- I think it's a terrible contract just because of the injury. And you, we talk about these guys with these um, guys who just uh, who, who depend on speed and athleticism. I mean, after an Achilles injury, it's it's really hard to take a, a serious serious look at them. Like he's played forty, he played forty one games in two thousand seventeen, thirty two games in two thousand eighteen. Um, when does he even come back? Is he going well, to be ready for the start of the season? I don't think so. I, I that not 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 from what I had heard. No, I I don't think he's ready for the start of the season. But I think you get him back at some point during the year, probably. Uh, look, so you, you look at ask, Achilles, Yeah, go ahead. Go, let me ask you because so I, I I think um I was seeing on on Twitter. You know, now everyone's a salary cap expert, and they all get on my nerves. And now it's just not as fun. Because they're they're talking about a hard cap and this and that and some apron and I have no idea what they're talking about. Um, 
But apparently it would probably have to involve a third team just because yeah. of the amount of money that you're sending out or need to Correct. send out. Correct. Um, but let's say it was you have to you're gonna have to lose Goron, Kelly, James Johnson, Dion Waiters, and Tyler Hero, and you're bringing back Wall and Beal. Do you do that deal? Well, okay, look. All right, so Goron, Kelly, I mean, you don't have a four then on the roster, right? Because you're not trading James Johnson in that deal? No, I did. I, I put James Johnson because the amount of money you need to send out is significant. Yeah, so you don't, you don't, have, you don't have a four on the roster then, right? I mean, you're going to have to sign some vet minimums out there. There's not a lot. I, I, I looked at Lisa. I mean, I'm, I'm not exaggerating when I'm saying Kyle Corver basically ended free agency. Like, if, if you look oh, around, it's bare. Yeah, there's not much left. I mean, and and even I was it was so bad. I was looking at like players in China, and there's there's. I mean, you want to bring bees back? Like, yeah, you might have to. I mean, I do actually. I think that'd be fun. Why not fourth time? Uh, But (laughs) then I can tell some bees stories I've never actually told. I mean, you still have Myers Leonard who could play alongside Bam. You do, um, but then you don't have another big. Like they don't. Yeah, okay, so so Yante Maton gets minutes. I guess you're gonna have to. You're, you're you would have to sign Yante Maton. You UD would probably get eight minutes a game. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I mean, there's not a lot. I mean, you're going to bring Mark Strickland back. I mean, there's not a lot. They're going to run into a bodies problem. That that's there's no question about that. Like they, there's just. I mean, even in their system, like and their summer league team was good, but I didn't see a whole lot beyond the guys we went out there to watch. Plus none, right? So you've got Kendrick Nunn, but he's a point guard. You've got Mayton, who is kind of up and down out there. Uh, the other big kid who's name oh Silva. Um, uh, you know, so I, like, I actually do like that kid. Yeah. So, I mean, there, there's some players that, but they're not ready. And so if you're trying to compete this year, I mean, if you're giving up that much and then you don't have John wall for a good portion of the season, I mean, you obviously look, Justin, you know, the only point guard you got left is justice. You're turning over the entire offense to him. And then Kendrick, if you, they really, I will tell you this though. They believe in Kendrick Nunn a lot. Like, this is not like a guy that they think they're going to stash as their third point guard or something. Like, the vibe I got about Kendrick Nunn when I was out in Vegas was very similar to the vibe I got about Anthony Carter when the Heat developed him. And I, I know Anthony Carter's become a punchline because of the whole, you know, forgetting the contract, Bill Duffy forgetting the contract. That's the reason they got Shaq. And now Anthony Carter's, you know, on their, on their bench as an assistant. And AC's a really good guy. But it's not just that. He's – AC was a good player for them early on, like was an important player. They won a playoff series against Detroit with Tim Hardaway out. They swept it. They won it 3-0 because AC just knew how to play his role. He defended, couldn't shoot very well, but he defended. He got the ball the right guy. I got the same vibe about not the same type of player because this kid none can shoot and he wants to shoot it. And he defends a little bit like AC did. But I got the same vibe from the Heat people out there that I got about AC. Because I remember – when Riley signed, when, when AC made the roster and then ended up starting a bunch of games with Tim out, Riley used to talk about like the reason they signed him was they would run these scrimmages. And at the time, I think they, I don't think they were practicing green. I think they're practicing down at, uh, at LaSalle, the high school, the high school down there or the school down there. And the, and Riley said that he was watching the practices and every time he watched the practices, Anthony Carter's team won. Okay. And I got the exact same feeling about Kendrick Nunn. So I, I, don't, I don't think they're afraid to make Kendrick Nunn their backup point guard. 
this year. And listen, and, and as much as people want to talk about Hero, Kendrick Nunn was the best player on the summer league team. Absolutely. And was first team and all that. And I was a little bit surprised because when I pulled this, I said, who exceeded expectations more, Harrow or none? And 60% of people said Harrow. And I'm like, how bad were the expectations they, for Harrow then? They didn't watch they didn't watch Summer League. <laughs> and listen, I and I was thoroughly impressed with Harrow in Summer League. I think he was one of the there was a lot of times just watching him, he was the best player on the floor. Mm-hmm. Um then when you scale back and you look at the numbers, none was actually better. And then when you watch the games, none was just more was consistently better. But Hero would just do things that you just saw would translate to the NBA game really well, and he was just really, really impressive. But none was a better player in Summer League. I, I, I think that – I don't even think that's controversial to say. So they do have some guys. I mean, we don't know what Akpala is yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Duncan, yeah. Duncan Robinson did exactly what a second-year player is supposed yes. to do in Summer League. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't, Yante Mayton, I like the guy, but I don't know if he's, his skill translates translates – uh, to I, a regular I, I think game. he's going to have, I think he's going to have a little trouble. And, and I, I recommend people, you know, I did interviews with all three of these guys on the same, well, not Harrow, but with none, uh, Duncan Robinson, who tells you, explains why he's called Debo. Um, <laughs> so you should definitely check that out. And also with none, Duncan Robinson, and also with Mayton. And uh, I like Mayton a lot. I mean, he's a really spiritual kid. He was talking about the influence UD's had on him uh, and kind of his path and his journey and everything. The only question I had, and I had the same question for him, is, you know, we're in the age of a stretch four, right? And he's not that. Um, he's more of a traditional four. And I, like you said, I don't know, like, he's basically, in a lot of ways, Haslam. But yeah. I don't, I, but I kind of feel like Haslam, the days of using a Haslam are, are, have passed, right? Like, and not just because UD's old. I'm talking about his style of player. You, know, because you can't have that guy that camps out around the free throw line extended. Right. Um, six, seven, six, eight. You know, the Charles Oakley, Anthony Mason type. Grant Long. Yeah. Yes. You know. player's gone for the most yeah, part. Yeah, but that's who, that's who he reminds me of. And and I said, was it on our podcast? or He reminds me of Jarnell Stokes. Mm-hmm. And Okara White a little bit, actually. And, and that's another one who didn't. Okara was athletic. Uh, but Okara didn't stick either, and he's bounced around. I, I don't it's feel – Yeah, it's yeah. these guys that in Summer League and in G League look really good. And right. you also realize because they can bully people in those leagues. They, mm. uh, Yante Mayton can't bully any I, – I, I said it on the uh, episode with Chris when me and Maddox were on. Like, what is Yante Mayton going to do on uh, Draymond Green? Right. Draymond Green is going to eat his lunch. And and like I said, I like Mayton, but I just don't know how well he needs to. He could shoot a little bit, but if he could if he could develop his three point game, then he would be more of a fit on the on the main roster. Yeah, I talked to him a little about the corner threes because that's kind of where he'll need to be. Uh, but you're right. I, I I don't. I like I like I like his makeup, and I think they like his makeup. But the skill set to me screams 10 minute player in the league I, I don't know I don't know if there's there's more whereas none like I don't think none maybe is a future starter but I could see none as a third guard on a good team like I he's you know he's big enough he's six three um I stood next to him and I'm I'm tiny I'm five eight and a half and well five eight <laughs> five, five five eight and nine sixteen so I take every <laughs> But, but, uh, but I said, you know, and, and I could kind of tell, like, I mean, cause you know, standing next to guys like Dwayne and others who, you know, how tall they are, 
Uh, he's a legit six three. Like and and but the, the thing about Nunn that got to me was not only was he in command of the offense, not only was he looking to shoot all the time, and he's got a pretty good stroke. But defensively, he doesn't give up on plays. I was impressed by that. There were a couple of plays in the first game I saw him out in Vegas where he had, you know, he had one chase down block and he nearly had another. And and so I, I just, I, again, talking to people about him out there, their eyes would light up. And I, I just think he's going to be a big part of the future. And I will tell so, you, so, talking to him so. about Harrow, he basically called Harrow a superstar. Like I, so I, I like both of them a lot. So but, they have. So the Heat does. They, they do have some guys. So if they did, if they had to unload a bunch of, you know, a bunch of money, to get Wall and Beal, I mean, I they have they have some stuff. I mean, they have some guys in 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 the, in, in the back that they could bring up and that they could actually use. That's why I don't know. Even if you bring in Wall and Beal this year, I don't know if that's a move for 2019 2020. I think they'll be competitive. I think they'll be really good. I think they'll be a top four team in the East, but they're not title ready. But I think you take that, you take, because you could potentially have a Winslow, Beal, Bam, Butler, um, and a Derek Jones Jr. starting lineup mm-hmm. with Wall as your backup point guard until he's ready to come back, right? And or even if he never comes, if he doesn't take over the starting job from Justice, you have John Wall as your backup point guard, and then you have that going into the off season when you're going to have a little bit of money, a little bit of breathing space, and maybe for for 2020 2021, now you have a foundation to really really build on, and then you know the reckoning comes when it's time to pay Bill, and I don't even know if they'll even be able to do that in 2021, but you're doing this for the next two years. Well, and and I think when you you look at the way they've built these things in the past, it has typically been a multi-year process. Okay, so you know it, we always you know, and I think that's the way that they would frame it. By the way, I know Jimmy Butler's been out of the country. It's interesting though; I haven't heard anything about an introductory press conference. Like I heard last week, there wouldn't be one the past week. I haven't heard anything about this week. I don't know if they're just waiting. It's, it's unusual. I went back and looked at when they introduced Eddie Jones or when they introduced any of the guys. Obviously, we know when they introduced the Big Three. When they introduced big-time free agents that they brought in, to, to be here at the end of July and nothing yet and uh, is nothing. They did, they did the little signing where he flipped the pen and that, that's that was it. it. That was it. And, and, and typically, everybody leaves in August. Like I know Eric's going back, back out to, to Oregon. Uh, so I don't know if they're going to do anything at all, actually, if it doesn't happen this week. So it's it's uh, part of it. I think is just circumstantial and where Jimmy was and everything. And part of it strikes me as like they they don't think they're done yet. So you know, and maybe that's one of the reasons that they're doing it. But I just it's always been a multi-year process. Okay, when they when they made the move for Shaq, they didn't envision Damon Jones as their long-term answer at point guard. Right. They, they knew they were going to go out and get something else. And next year they got Jason Williams and they added the other pieces. The big three, Carlos Arroyo and Zildrunas Ogalskis were not what they had in mind as two starters on a dynasty. Not at, not at that <laughs> stage of Z's career. I loved Z to death, but and not not Carlos Arroyo under, you know, FIU proud and everything. But no. OK, that's not how they envisioned it. It was, you know, they got they brought in they got Miller and Haslam because they could. And because there was, they were accommodated for, and then it was okay. We're going to find other pieces where we can. And then so you go get a Chris Anderson, and you go thirty-seven and three after you pick him up. Or, uh, you know, obviously, you know, the next year is Shane Battier. The year after that is Ray Allen. Okay, so 
you know, they knew that it was not going to be a one-year thing. And I think that's, if they made this move, that's how it would be framed is that this is, this is the team we're building. We're still in a building process, but we have the blocks to build on now. I think that's the way that they would present. It. If you're, if you're, if you're presenting to your fans, Winslow, Butler, Beal, Bam, that's our core. Your fans are going to ride with you. They're going to be very – I mean, they're going to stick with you because you could even potentially see Wall coming back and Winslow sliding to the three. Oh, yeah. yeah I no mean, yeah, there's, there's – well, oh, Winslow if, sliding if, to – If Justice is shooting high 30s for three, then, then sure, why not, right? Like, sliding I mean, to the three, sliding to the four, starting with there's, – there's things that could be done, but if you can present that to your fan base, like this is what we're building off of, yeah, I mean, you're going to have a really enthused fan base at that point. Yeah, and then they'll get over the fact that they fell in love with Tyler Harrow against China. And I'm, I'm not – it wasn't even the good Chinese team. It was like – like the, They were missing four starters. I, I mean, it was – it was. I mean, I, they could not dribble the ball up the court. And then Wang, like – Wang Zhizhi was out there. Yeah, well, yeah, Wang Zhizhi. Uh, yeah, Wang, <laughs> Wang Dodger, Dodger. You, you, don't, you know, he listed to more hip-hop in the, in the locker room than any other Heat player. He was, he was he was a favorite of a Dodger was a favorite of a lot of guys. I, I just I'm not busting on Tyler Harrell. I like the Tyler Harrell pick now. I do. I'm just busting on Heat fans because this is they do this thing like it's you know it, it just flip on a dime like all of a sudden they love everything they didn't love before. Let's wait to see Tyler Harrell play like even a preseason game like yeah, against, against you know. all full time NBA players. Right. I mean, this is James Ennis syndrome again. Like it's okay. Oh and, 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 well, James <laughs> is a rotation player now, but like it's King James Ennis. I remember that. Oh, King James Ennis. He was that King dunk Luke on Rasul Butler. Oh my God. Well, they all, yeah. But it, Rest it, in peace. We, we've done, right. We've done this so many different times. I mean, and then it happens in the preseason too with veterans, like the Gerald Green experience, right? Like that was, he was dropping 28 and then, you know, then he went 73 minutes in the regular season without scoring. I remember when that ended in Boston. So, I mean, let's, let's calm down a little bit in this league and for this franchise, you need to get stars. That's what it's about. It's, it's nothing. To, if you can get Bradley Beal, you get Bradley Beal. And then you figure the rest of the shit out later. That's the way that they operate. Um, would I have some concerns about taking Wall's contract? Yes. Would I have some concerns about, you know, <sighs> Bam is not somebody I want to give up. So, like you said, if they're somehow able to keep that four, Bam, Winslow, Beal, I don't think it's likely, but if they're able to do it, Bam, Winslow, uh, Butler, Beal, I mean, seriously, like, suit you and I up. I mean, I, it doesn't matter at that point. Right. I mean, I mean, you saw me play at the media tournament, right? Yeah, don't I, suit us up. I, it don't, <laughs> I, can, I can get you some good minutes, man. That's yeah. about it. Uh, you, you, you didn't start. You didn't start on the Heat Beat team. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I don't know. All right, we'll and have also, more episodes. We'll have more episodes during the week. Like I said, we're going to talk to Clay Ferrar. We're going to start getting some more, uh, like we used to do on this pod a little bit, um, more sort of outside opinions. So we're going to start bringing on more other writers. Also, make sure to check out uh, the the Butler Chronicles or the Jimmy Chronicles. I changed the name, and then, but it was also uh, Buckets Backstories or whatever you want to call it. I did three. Uh, one with John Krasinski from. Uh, the Athletic in Minnesota covered his Wolves years, and then two guys who covered him in Chicago, Sean Hyken and Casey Johnson. I'm also probably uh, going to get somebody from Philadelphia in the next week so we can we can do a little bit more of that. And like I said, we're going to continue to go through August because, I mean, it's clear that people want the content, not just from us, but from everybody. So we will continue. Talk to you soon.
Before we close today's episode, I want to tell you about another of the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. You know them well by now. It's the law office of Seltzer Mayberg. You can find them at onecalllegal.com. That's onecalllegal.com or call 1-855-5000-LAW. They handle cases including but not limited to car accidents, slip and falls, and traffic tickets with a new 15,000-square-foot office opening on I-95 in North Miami. They handle cases from all over the state. Call now with 24-7 service for a free consultation. That's onecalllegal.com, 1-855-5000-LAW. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.